Hello and welcome to the Positive Choices Podcast, where we give you brain-based strategies to help children make positive choices, solve social problems, regulate strong feelings, and thrive. I'm Lindsay Keeley, a social and emotional learning specialist and your host. We all know that smoking cigarettes is not good for your health, but many of us don't know that loneliness is actually the same as smoking 15 cigarettes per day. In fact, in scientific research, loneliness has been estimated to shorten a person's lifespan by 15 years. So what can we do about addressing loneliness in our society and in our own lives? Well, I'm glad you're here because that's the topic of today's podcast. Let's get started. Hi there, thanks so much for joining me today. I have a really funny story that I'm going to begin with because it ties into the topic of this podcast episode. This last weekend, my family and I went to the beautiful Silver Falls in Oregon. If you live in Oregon or if you're visiting, I highly recommend that you check out Silver Falls. It is gorgeous. There are, I believe, 10 waterfalls or more that are just breathtaking and you're immersed in nature. It's almost a nine mile hike and it was just a really beautiful experience and a wonderful time to connect with family. However, I almost did not go on this hike. I almost missed out on this beautiful time in nature because on Friday I was working on an article that I had to write and that I had to turn in and I was experiencing intense writer's block. I get this quite often, however, for this article in particular, it was really difficult. I was stumbling over the words, trying to write, it was about a thousand word article, and my husband calls me, he was getting off of work, and he says, hey babe, are you all packed? Because we were supposed to leave on Friday to go camping and meet my family, that way we could start this Silver Falls hike Saturday morning, first thing. And I was, there was like quiet on the phone. And Thomas said, you're not packed, are you? And I said, no. And he said, you haven't finished your article, haven't you? And I said, no. And he said, what kind of cookie do you want? Chocolate, cookie, ice cream, what are we talking? And I said, everything. And he knew, okay, this is really bad writer's block. And it's kind of funny, I talk about the importance of making healthy choices in my books and also this podcast. However, I want to be very transparent and clear and let you know that healthy choices aren't my go-to always. In fact, usually with writer's block, it's some form of sugary treat like cookies. Most often, if it's really bad, it's a combination of cookies and ice cream. And I find myself making little deals in my head like, okay, if I write in 100 more words, I'll have a cookie. But then when it's really bad, it's like, okay, if I get a paragraph or a sentence done, I'm going for a cookie or a scoop of ice cream. (laughs) So Thomas knew just what I needed. He brought home all of the things. And I was sitting down with my laptop and trying to bust out this article. And as time went on, he realized and I realized, you know what, it's getting later and I'm not going to finish this article in time. We're not going to be able to drive out on Friday evening. So Thomas said, how about we leave first thing Saturday morning? And I said, great, I'll keep working on this. So I kept writing, again, intense writer's block. It was like 1230 in the morning on Saturday. And we were supposed to get up and leave by at least five in the morning because we were meeting our family in Silver Falls. And so Thomas gets up at four and he's like, okay, are we doing this? And I said, Gosh, you know what? I don't I don't know if I can go. I mean, I'm only halfway done and I this is taking so much longer than I expected. And Thomas paused and he said, 
what's the topic of your article again? And then I paused and I smiled and I said, it's about the importance of social connection and spending time with family. And then we both started laughing and it was so ironic because here I was trying to write this article and I was literally about to cancel and not go on this really awesome family experience and the opportunity to connect with family because I was too busy writing an article about connection. So at that point in time, I realized, okay, this is silly. I'll pack up my laptop, we'll head out, and I'm not going to miss out on this experience. And so I'm so glad that we went. We had a wonderful time. It was just gorgeous. Tons of pictures. I'll post some of those on Instagram if you follow us um, at Positive Choices. And that evening, we all gathered around a campfire, and it was my family and my brother and his wife and their family and my parents. We were just enjoying time, talking, sharing stories. And then I told Thomas, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go away and work on my article. And someone there said, Oh, that's so exciting. What's your article about? And I said, it's about connecting with your family. And again, here came the chuckles. And so I said, you know, no, no, I'm going to sit. I'm going to roast marshmallows and really soak up this time. And the moral of the story that I came away with is that it is so much easier said than done about prioritizing what's really important in life. I mean, here I am writing this article. I actually have research-based studies and all kinds of data embedded in the article about why it's important to set time aside. And here I am not taking my own advice and almost missing out on a really life-giving and important opportunity to connect. So I want to start by just sharing some research about the importance of social connection, why we should do it, how it impacts our health, because I found personally that when I know the why, I'm a lot more likely to do something. And we know that patients who understand from their doctors why they're supposed to take a certain medication or follow a certain healing protocol, they're a lot more likely to do that. And so I want to share some things that I researched that I'm trying to keep top of mind as I start to prioritize connection in my schedule more. So why should we prioritize social connection and what does the research say about this? Well, what we find is that there are numerous benefits of maintaining, cultivating, and fostering social connection in our life. Some of these benefits include strengthening your immune system so you get sick less, lowering anxiety and depression, increasing feelings of happiness and fulfillment, lengthening your lifespan, and increasing your ability to demonstrate and practice empathy. So these are all amazing things that we want in our life. And in fact, I found that when I came back from the hiking trip and when I came back from spending time with family, I sat down on my laptop on Sunday and all of a sudden the ideas were flowing. I busted out the second half of the article so quickly and it was awesome. In fact, I had to go back and rewrite the first part because it was not as good. And so The fact is that I was happier, I had less anxiety about the article, and I was really able to create something that was meaningful. So as you're faced with an opportunity to connect, let's say you were planning on going on a date night, or let's say that you told your kids that it was family game night, and then things start to come up on your schedule. Now, of course, there are things that we cannot control. We have to go to the hospital because someone's sick or something comes up and we do need to take care of it. Of course, there are exceptions. 
But when we're able to identify in the moment, you know what? I'm going to prioritize connection, not only for my own health and wellness, but when you show this, when you demonstrate a prioritization of connection, when you go on that date night, when you say, you know what, my work emails can wait, let's sit down, someone go find the Monopoly board, we're doing this. You are demonstrating for your children that connection is important. It's something that should be done. It is a central value and focus in your family. And This is something that I've taken away, and by all means, I want to let you know it is much easier said than done, but it's like a muscle, and the more that we can strengthen this muscle, the more we can say no to things that detract from connection, that detract from building our relationship, and the more times that we can say yes to things that strengthen relationships, the easier it's going to get, and the more that our children are going to see this skill and this practice prioritized, and they're more likely to do it in their own life. So understanding the positive benefits of prioritizing connection is helpful for our own motivation. And something that is also inspiring and helpful is to understand what the flip side is when we don't prioritize connection and when loneliness starts to seep in into our daily experience and as that might start to occur in our children's lives as they develop, it's important to know the implications of the lack of connection. And as I mentioned at the very top of the show, there are new remarkable technologies and widespread usage of social media. So we're starting to feel more connected than ever before. And yet there is a great prevalence of loneliness. And there was actually a recent study found that 47% of Americans are reporting that they often feel alone and that they are lacking connection that's meaningful with others. And it's truly an epidemic of loneliness that we're finding. And it's actually an increasingly more of a social issue. And as we start to think about the health effects and as the researchers examine the health effects of loneliness and the effects of a lack of connection, as I mentioned before, It's estimated to shorten a person's life by 15 years, and it's also the equivalent of being obese or smoking 15 cigarettes per day. In fact, there was a recent study that showed and revealed a connection between loneliness and cancer mortality risk. And essentially what this study was pointing to is that loneliness can be correlated with playing a role in cancer's course in one's body. And so that even includes the responsiveness of cancer treatments and how that plays out as a patient battles cancer. So all this to say is, as you're faced with the question of, do I go on the date night? Do I sit down and talk with my kids? Do we shoot hoops in the driveway? Or do I hunker down and do another couple hours of work while kids are on iPads? Of course, as I mentioned before, there are exceptions and definitely we need to tend to natures that include our work. But as we think about both the pros of connection and the physiological cons of not having connection and the prevalence of loneliness, it's important to realize, wow, our choices have a big effect on the way that we live, parent, and teach. And this is actually a message of hope because we can start to infuse connection and prioritize that and have increased health benefits. And we can also mitigate the harmful effects of loneliness. So once you have this information, and now that I have had multiple opportunities to practice 
the prioritization of connection, this is something that I'm hoping will start to become a muscle in my own life that gets stronger and more developed. So let's pause for a moment and think, okay, we know that connection's important. We know that it should be integral in our life. So how do we do that? What does that look like? One of the best ways that we can start to do this is to make connection a habit. And habits are so important and they're not necessarily easy to start or stick to. Just like when we make our New Year's resolutions to become healthier and exercise every day. Well, unless you have a gym membership and unless you are committed to going to the gym a certain number of times, if you think through, okay, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to go to the gym on my way home from work, or unless you go into your pantry and clear out all the junk food and start to buy more healthy food and have that part of your routine when you go to the grocery store, becoming healthier and fitter and stronger, these things don't just happen because you want them to. So likewise, we can become more intentional with how we connect. So one of the best things we can do is to sit down with our children and our partner or spouse and say, okay, let's get on the same page. Let's come up with a family game plan to make connection at the center of our life and at the center of our schedules. We want our values to be reflected in the way that we teach and not just what we talk about. So when you sit down and have this game plan, you can start by brainstorming. What are things we can do that are fun and that help us come together as a family? And maybe your children might say something like, we should have family ice cream candy night every night. And so you can take the idea and say, I love the idea of having a family night. I wonder what something we can do that might be healthy. Or yes, I think there should be an ice cream night. I love that idea but maybe not every night. So you definitely want to be responsive and celebrate children's ideas. And you also can start to take their ideas and integrate your own and say, okay, how about something like Taco Tuesday? And every Tuesday, this is something that we're going to do. And you can preface it with, now there might be some Tuesdays when we're not able to do this and that's okay, but it's going to be our goal to have a special taco dinner on Tuesday. So letting kids know that it's a goal and it's not something that you're committing to that we have to do this no matter what. That way it's not a surprise when something happens where, oh, we're having meatloaf leftovers tonight. Um, so definitely starting to brainstorm together, allowing kids to be a part of that. So coming up with a plan, having specific days of the week for memorable or important activities can be really beautiful. It's a routine or ritual that kids come to love. It becomes something, and even for adults, that's rhythmic and relational. Bruce Perry is a researcher and has amazing research on different elements of a relationship that can be really strengthening and beneficial for psychological health, and one of which is rhythmic and predictable patterns of behavior that really create a secure attachment with children and adults. So in addition to penciling something in your schedule, like Taco Tuesday, Spaghetti Sunday, Family Night, Family Game Night Friday, or something to that effect, you can also start to think about what is connection going to look like on a daily basis and what environmental cues or schedule cues can trigger the thought process and the habit of connecting with your family. Just like if you pack your gym bag and you have that in your car and you know on my way home from work, that's when I'm going to make it happen, you are so much more likely to go to the gym and get healthier. So likewise, if you know, okay, 
on the way home from school, when I pick my kids up from school, when we're driving home, that's when we're going to ask some questions about the day. Now, oftentimes when it comes to asking your children about how their day went, it can look something like, how was your day? Good. And then end story. And it's hard to elicit more information out of your children. So when we ask close-ended questions like, did you have a good day? Um, and it's a yes or no response, the conversation might not be as robust as if you ask a question that's open-ended, like, what was your favorite part of today? Or what was challenging for you? Or did you have any problems with friends? Or who did you sit with? And what did you eat for lunch? And so when we start to kind of expand the types of questions we ask our children, you're going to find that you might have a more meaningful and a deeper conversation. And to get some of these conversation ideas, I'm going to link in our show notes something that we call a Let's Talk routine. And this is a really awesome resource that has a number of questions that adults can pick from and kids can pick from. So you could even say whether it's on the drive home from school, or maybe it's at dinner time. Meal time is another great time to connect and make that be a ritual or a routine. And on this Let's Talk um, form, there's also there's one poster that comes in the curriculum and the resource that I'm going to link in the show notes are actually cards. You could have maybe the adult pick one card. Okay, this card says, what was your favorite part about today? So then everyone goes around and answers that question. Maybe a child picks a card and that question says, how do you feel right now? And how have you felt lately? And then everyone goes around and shares what their thoughts are, their response to that question. This is something you can start to fold into your schedule, into your routine. And it really does promote the feeling of feeling felt. <laughs> when you feel felt from someone else, that's language taken from Dr. Dan Siegel's work. When you feel that that someone else knows how you're feeling when your internal experiences are being shared and connected with by an adult caregiver on the part of a child, that really is deepening your relationship and it's fostering connection in a very meaningful way. And so to kind of recap our tips for prioritizing connection and mitigating the effects of loneliness would be number one, as an adult, start to consider the importance of connection, why it's important, the health benefits, and then also what the adverse effects are when we don't have that be a priority in our schedule. So kind of keep that top of mind when you are put in a situation where you have to choose connection over disconnection, a work email that could probably wait till tomorrow or sitting down and reading another bedtime story. So keep the why top of mind. Tip number two would be find special days of the week, special routines like a taco Tuesday or a family game night Friday or a walking, taking a family walk. Maybe it's every evening after dinner or certain days of the week or on the weekends. Um, find a special day of the week and make that something that the family looks forward to. And then finally, the third tip would be prioritize and infuse connection in your everyday life. So whether it's driving home from work, if it's during mealtime, if you make sure that when you tuck your children in at bed instead of just a kiss on the forehead, um, it could be, hey, let's pick one question from the let's talk routine, pick a quick card, and that's what we're gonna talk about before we go to bed. Or maybe it's reading a bedtime story. So um, as you start to think through how you can infuse connection, this is going to have a beautiful and impactful effect on your life and in your children's life. And you're modeling for them a very healthy pattern of behavior that ultimately we hope our children do when they have families of their own. 
So I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. If you found this information to be helpful, make sure to rate our podcast and write a little review that makes us more searchable and more easily identifiable by people who are looking for a podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And finally, make sure to check us out over on Instagram and Facebook. We're at Positive Choices and positive is spelled P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-E and then choices. We'll be posting some pictures from that fun hike this weekend. And we also just keep lots of information posted and we keep our listeners aware of new events that are free resources that we're providing to the community. So we post a lot of our information there. Again, I hope that you have a wonderful week as always, that you have time to connect with others and that you start to come up with a game plan for connection so that you have meaningful and lasting relationships. Thanks again for listening and I'll talk with you soon.